Today in the meeting, we're going to discuss eight strategies you can use in building your service business. This is for entrepreneurs, managers, and commissioned frontline workers in any service providing business. These tools are simple. Most are very easy to implement, and they are powerful for building your revenue or paycheck if you're a commissioned worker. So that's what's on the meeting starting now. Howdy, friends and fellow devoted entrepreneurs, and welcome to the meeting, where I'll help you tackle your business challenges, find inspiration, connect with tools and resources, and ultimately leave you with an action you can start using today to move your business or idea forward. I'm Dylan, and I'll be your consultant during this. Today, we're going to discuss hacking your service business, and I'm going to share eight strategies that you can implement to build your revenue. Now, our overall goal is to help customers to buy more buy more often, and to tell others about our uh, service. And it's interesting that when I was writing this, it was interesting that those are the the kind of targets that I came up with. Chick-fil-A has what they call uh, internally a raving fan. And raving fans are those customers that the way they define it is they come often, they pay full price, and they tell us and others about Chick-fil-A. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. We are looking for customers who come often, you pay full price and they tell others. So how do, how do we make that happen? Well, the first thing we do, strategy one, is to make an expert recommendation. Realize that you are the expert on your service and you need to make a recommendation. You're going to make a recommendation both on the service itself, exactly what service the customer needs in order to meet their uh, definition of, of, of quality, and you need to make a recommendation on the time frame. How often does that service need to be performed in order to maintain the customer's definition of quality. Now, you're going to provide uh, multiple options. Two options is great. Three options is okay. Never more than three. So you're providing your customer a couple of options here. You can say, look, we can do it this way. We can do it this way. Or we can do it this way. And kind of an ABC sort of mindset. And those are going to be different packages. It's kind of a good, better, best sort of thing. And you want to look for ways to get your customers, give them options so that they feel like they're competing. What you're doing is you're competing with yourself, right? You're giving options to allow your customer to choose between different packages that you offer so that they're not necessarily comparing you to your competitor. And that's going to help you immensely when it comes to closing that sale because they feel like they were allowed to shop around, but they didn't have to shop around with somebody else. So providing two options is great. Three is okay. The reason we want to limit it to two because we're preventing analysis paralysis. If you start giving somebody four or five, eight options, um, they're not going to make a decision at all, right? You're not going to close that sale. So you want to provide a couple of options, but not too many. Two is great. Three is okay. Never more than three. And if you're, if you are working, if you're frontline worker and you're working for an organization that has lots of packages, pick two to recommend to the customer, right? So you're going to say, Hey, look, I recommend, and you're going to make a recommendation on the service. I recommend X, Y, and Z features. These are all included in the gold pa- gold package, so that's my recommendation. We also have the platinum package if you prefer that. Your company might have a, a silver and a bronze and a gold and a platinum and a diamond, right? But you're only going to recommend two. You're going to say, I, I recommend the gold. That's my recommendation because it has everything that you need. We also have the platinum if you prefer that and allow the customer to kind of guide that conversation, right? Because you're giving them options, and that's kind of a two-option close. You can have like a three-option 
Um, but yeah, that's, that's the sort of strategy you're going to go is make a recommendation on the service. You also want to help the customer maintain their expectations. Okay. Remember, this is where a lot of, a lot of service people say, Oh, I can't do that because I feel like I'm, when I tell the customer I have to do this service every three weeks, I feel like I'm scamming them out of money. You need to understand it's a customer's expectation that you're responsible for maintaining. If their expectation is a perfectly manicured lawn, they're going to have to get that lawn mode more often than somebody that really doesn't care. They have a utilitarian view on their lawn. So if you have somebody whose goal on their lawn is, you know what, I just want to make sure that it's not going to get me a letter from the HOA. That's a different customer than somebody who's like, my lawn is my pride and joy, and it has to be perfect. Okay, You're The first customer, every three weeks, every four weeks even, is probably sufficient. The second customer, the one who insists on a perfectly manicured lawn, is probably going to want it mowed every two weeks, every three at max. So it's one of those sorts of things. You have to be mindful. What is the customer's expectation and how can I help them meet that expectation? The customer's expectation in terms of its relationship to their finances is none of your business. It's not your concern. You don't have to worry about that. If the customer wants a perfectly manicured lawn, you tell them what it's going to take to get there. They'll pay for it. That's your job as a service provider. Same thing. If you have a customer who has a who has a you know a, a poodle or a golden doodle, here's a really good example: golden doodle that they want to be perfectly groomed all of the time. It sleeps in the house. It sleeps in their bed, and they are frequently around friends or they have other people over. So they want their dog to be clean and well groomed all of the time. Well, then that dog is going to have to be seen at the groomer every two weeks. You know, it may come in. Uh, you, you may have it come in every two weeks for a good brushing and washing. And then every, at, you know, at the four week interval is when it'll get a, a good groom. So it gets groomed and then brushed and washed, groom, brush and wash. And so that's going to be a customer that is paying a lot more money for that animal to be cared for than your customer that has a, a lab and they're going to come in three times a year for a bath, right? Very, very different customer. Um, and, and you want to make sure you're asking a customer, what is it you're wanting out of this? What's your expectation? Now, then you're going to provide a recommendation. How can I get you to that expectation? That's your recommendation on the service. And then what is it going to take to maintain that? Your customer is not going to call you back until that is, um, until their service is degraded significantly, until that dog is shaggy and dirty and awful, right? But if you are the one that says, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get it to that. And I want that dog to look great all the time. You talk about having people over and everything. I want to make sure that they're always at their best. So we're going to groom every four weeks and we're going to have you come in for a brush and bath and in between of those grooms. So we're going to see you every two weeks. The brush and bath is going to be $40. The groom is going to be $80 or whatever, right? And that's going to be your plan for that customer. And you're providing that time frame. Same thing with the lawn. You know what? We're going to do this and this and this service to get it there. That's included in this package. We also have this, but I think this is going to be good for you. And you make that recommendation. Customer agrees. Okay, cool. We have a plan for today's visit. And then we're going to talk about what's our recommendation for maintaining this quality over a period of time. So that's our first uh, strategy is make an expert recommendation, both on the service and on the time frame. Strategy number two, book the next service at the completion of the first one. So if you uh, if you are a... I don't know, dog groomer, you're going to book at checkout. If you are a uh, lawn care provider, as soon as you're done and you're going to receive payment, you're just going to say, 
hey, it's best to have this done every X weeks. Here, and here we go. We're making that expert, re- expert recommendation. It's best to have this done every X weeks. And that puts us, you know, so you might say this is it's best to have this done every three weeks to keep it looking like this. That puts us mid-November. Do you prefer Saturdays? Right? If, if their appointment was on a Saturday, ask them, do you prefer Saturdays? And that way they can make, they can you know, say yes or no. Or if it's a midday appointment, ask, do you prefer middays? You know, that sort of thing. You can make, start to make a recommendation on the appointment. Just move to that close. Say, make a recommendation. It's best to do it this often. That puts us our next visit at whatever date. Do you prefer mornings, afternoons? Do you prefer Saturday, week, weekdays or weekends? Or is Saturdays good for you? That sort of thing. You're looking at your calendar and you're going to book that appointment right then. You're going to book that next service at the completion of the first one. Um, if you are booking significantly farther out, uh, like dog grooming is one that where you're going to book, you know, six to eight weeks out many times, then you need to make sure that you're sending text message reminders to that client, maybe three days prior and then the day prior. And make sure that uh, if you can, if you can link this to your scheduling system where they have a link, they can click on on their phone, they click a link and it takes them to the reschedule page where they can change their appointment if they have to, if something's come up or they're working or whatever, allow them that opportunity. That's going to be the extra mile for your customer service in this particular scenario. Um, otherwise, you can make follow-up calls. That's something that the veterinarian does at Banfield. If you schedule an appointment, they'll call you a few days before and they'll say, hey, look, I've got you know Rover scheduled for a dental cleaning next Tuesday. Is that still a good time for you? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Make sure you don't give them anything to eat or drink after midnight and we'll see them on you know, at 8 a.m. on Tuesday. And that's just a good reminder to make sure that you know you're you're on top of your customers, they're not missing appointments, they're not surprised by you showing up because if you're booking far enough in advance, that can be a concern. Same thing with hair care, uh, hairdressers. This is another great one. You know, you, you say to your your customer, "Look, I'd love to see you back in six weeks, or I'd love to see you back in four weeks, or whatever." Uh, that's going to put us around this date. Is Saturday is good for you? Is morning's good for you? Is afternoon's good for you? Whatever. And you make that close, right? And you start to, you just narrow that appointment down and get it on the book. You get it scheduled for them. So that's an excellent um, way to, that's your second strategy. Another great way to build your service business revenue is to book the next service at the completion. And if you have to send reminders or make phone call reminders, make sure that you set up a system to do that and get it done. That way you're preventing no-shows. The third strategy is to offer automatic service. I love this one. And this is one that I actually stumbled upon kind of accidentally. Um, I helped manage a uh, Airbnb in another state. And one thing that I ran into is it's very hard to find a lawn care company who could do what I wanted. And what I wanted, what I thought was simple. I wanted a lawn care company to mow the yard in that house uh, every three weeks. I didn't want to have to call and schedule it. I didn't want them to call me and schedule it. I just wanted them to show up every three weeks and mow the yard. Um, if they were concerned about guests being in the house, I gave them access to the guest calendar. And I just said, look, show up anytime that the guests aren't there, mow the yard. If you need to trim branches back from the driveway or whatever, just get it done. And I want to put a card on file and charge that card. I had an impossible time. I went through probably eight or nine different companies calling and asking before I finally found somebody that was like, yeah, we can do that. That's no problem. And I don't know why that was so hard. So automatic service is a great one. This is a is super easy. You just say, you know what? We're going to do this automatically on this schedule because that's what we recommend or whatever schedule the customer comes up with that's good for them. They put a card on file and then after the service, you're going to email them a receipt or a summary 
Another good one was um, I used to live in a townhouse and we had a, a service that came by and picked up dog poop out of the yard. And it was like, I don't know, $12 a month or $20 a month or something. But they came twice a month or three times a month and they just pick up everything out of the yard. And they just showed up at a certain time, the same day every week. I didn't have to think about it. And they just email me an invoice for it. I don't and it's super easy. You get you pay it once a month and it's done. It's those sorts of automatic services that if you can incorporate that into your business, if you're visiting the customer, automatic service is a lot easier to schedule. Um, and, and that way you can, even if it's business, if you are B2B, this is another thing that you can use. Uh, HVAC technicians, this is a great thing you could do. You could set up an automatic service to replace filters and inspect HVAC systems. And you can just say, hey, you know what? It's We're going to visit once every two months or whatever, we'll just bill you an even amount every month throughout the year and we'll make these six visits or however many visits that facility requires. And you just show up during business hours one day and you say, look, here, I'm here to check the vents. You can ask the client, hey, are there some criteria or weekends especially busy? Is that a bad time? But if the customer says, you know what? Any weekday is a good time. Just come on. Then perfect. And that way you can flexibly schedule that. You have really consistent revenue happening on your books. Automatic service is a great way to build your business. Um, and like I said, if you were visiting the client, that makes that especially easy, especially if it's something that, ha- that can happen without the client there. If it's B2B and it can happen when the client's there, well, easy. You just do it during business hours. If it's B2C and it can happen without the client there, that's also great. This is going to be lawn mowing, pet waste pickup, trash pickup, those sorts of things. You're just scheduling these automatic services and you're trying to make these things easy for the customer. Um, so consider that a, a in your business, if there's something you can implement, you can make automatic, try to do that. The fourth strategy I want to share with you is using outbound marketing. Now, this works great via text message. And you can also do this when you can't pre-book appointments at the completion or you can't use auto scheduling. You can use outbound marketing instead. You're, again, you're going to make a recommendation. You're, you might text or email the customer and say, look, it's time for your service. And then you give some options. I have availability Wednesday the 14th at 3 or Saturday the 17th at noon. What works better for you? Now, that's called the two-option close. And and I'll tell you how we came up with those two dates. But you're you're telling the customer, it's time for your service. You're making that recommendation. It's time. Now's now's the time for your service. Um, And then you tell them what you have available, available and allow them to choose between those. The way that I came up with these two, or you come up with the two suggested appointments is you look at their last appointment and let's say their last appointment was uh, Wednesday at noon. Okay. But you don't have a, your, the upcoming Wednesday, you don't have noon available. So you're going to do the day, the same day at whatever time is available. And then you'll do the same time at whatever day is available. So you're going to look for your first Wednesday appointment and your first noon appointment. In this case, we came up with Wednesday at 3 p.m. or Saturday at noon. And so that's how you can, and that way, if, it, if, it, if it's a time of day concern for the customer, then they have an option. If it's a day of week concern for the customer, they have an option. So if they you know, normally have Wednesdays off, they can choose Wednesday, but at a different time. Or if they are normally available midday, then they can choose that Saturday appointment. But that way you're giving them two options and you're letting them choose. And if they say neither of those are good for me, that's okay. You can look at your book and you can, you can say, you know, what's good for you? What is it weekdays or weekends or whatever? You can start that conversation. But you just kick that off. You send them a text and you say, look, it's time for your service. I've got availability, this or this, what works better for you? Now, you can especially leverage this around busy times. And the best thing you can do is to choose your highest value clients. These are people who pay full price 
or their work is lucrative in some way, or it's preferred work. You like working with that client or they're a brand ambassador. They're somebody that spends a lot of time spreading word about your business. And you can use that to fill limited appointments during busy times. Going back to dog grooming, dog grooming gets crazy busy just before Thanksgiving and just before Christmas. People have guests coming over. Their dogs are getting ready to be groomed. They want their dogs to be in good shape when you know they have, they have a company over. And so dog grooming explodes just before the holidays. This is a great time for you to say, you can text your customers or your most valued customers. You send them a text and say, hey, look, we're booking up for Thanksgiving. I wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to get in. Would you like you know, Wednesday at 3 or Saturday at noon? Which works best for you? And that way, you're, you're selecting your best clients. And if you fill your book up with your best, favorite, most lucrative clients, what kind of holidays are you going to have? You're going to have a blast. You're working with customers that you like. You're making good money. Um, you're building your business because these are the people that are going to refer others. And if a new customer has to wait a little while, that's going to have to be okay. But you're, you're prioritizing customers that you want to work with or who are good for your business. So that's something that outbound marketing gives you that uh, you don't really receive in some other uh, marketing channels. So be mindful of that and definitely leverage that. So how many doctors, veterinarians, lawn care people could this help? I think this is such a big one, especially for, you know, look at vets. If the vet just sent you a text and said, hey, look, it's time for Rover's rabies vaccine. We have an appointment this or an appointment that. What works better for you? Same thing with your lawn care. Your doctor, if your doctor, you know, if the nurse messaged you and said, it's time for your annual checkup. Uh, I've got an appointment next week at this time or this day at this time. What works better for you? That would be so much easier to schedule than just waiting on the patient to call. Why would you just wait perpetually on the patient to call? You can reach out to that patient and you can, or you can send that text. You can call or send that text and, and get that patient on the books. You know, same thing. It's for, it's time for your biannual checkup, you know, get them in for a second checkup. If, if 80% of your patients come in once a year, try to move that toward twice a year. Look how much revenue you could build. You don't have to find new patients. You already have their contact information. You have a relationship with them. They trust the doctor. Why not try to get them in a second time every year for a random checkup? And you know, you can increase your billings that way. <clears throat> so these are some great tools that you can use to, uh, to leverage your service business. This is the outbound marketing. So we talked about making an expert recommendation, both on the service and the time frame, uh, booking the next appointment at the completion of the current one, offering automatic service without any customer intervention whatsoever. Once it's set up, it's set up and you just keep doing it until they tell you not to. And then using outbound marketing. Again, this works great via text message. Let me take a minute or two to thank you for listening to the meeting. I am so grateful you're taking time out of your day for this. And I hope that you're getting a ton of value out of it. Do me a favor, if you will, and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Just give it a little rating. It helps me out tremendously. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified of future episodes of the meeting. Also want to let you know that you can access some great bonus content as a supporter. Just go to www.themeeting.vip or click the link in the show description. All right, so we talked about making an expert recommendation, booking the next appointment at the completion of the current one, offering automatic service, and outbound marketing. The fifth one is going to be providing referral cards. This sounds cheesy, but provide cards to each customer and then ask them to share those with their friends and family. Business cards are so cheap. They're about a nickel a piece. If you're paying more than a nickel, um, you're paying entirely too much. But business cards are so cheap, there's no reason you can't give two or three to every single customer as they check out. And ask them to share those with anybody that they know who may be able to refer, who, who may use your service. 
And this is an incredible, you'll be surprised how incredibly powerful and useful this is. Over time, done consistently, this will definitely build your business. It's something that has worked for businesses over and over and over again. And, and don't think that this is an old trick. I've seen this work for a business this year. I know a business that, you know, he consistently gave out cards to every single customer and said, hey, here's a couple of cards for your friends or family if you know anyone that needs my service and built a huge business that way. Literally couldn't couldn't schedule everyone who wanted service, which is a great problem to have. You can also cultivate referral relationships with others who sell to your customer base. Uh, if you are a groomer, you know you might make, build a relationship with a veterinarian. If you're an electrician, you might work with an HOA or a home builder or a realtor, any number of others that are selling to your customer base. You can cater lunch to their office, bring cookies to their office, that sort of thing, and then just bring a stack of your cards or a stack of coupons. And, and cultivate that relationship. And the nice thing about this is when you're doing this, if you're cultivating these relationships with these partners, you can create a scenario where you are more in line with the trends of the customer's needs. You're learning what the customer wants and needs. You also have another avenue for feedback. You can allow them to tell you, hey, here's what the customer, you know, I had a couple of people say this about your service. This is what's great. And this is what needs work. And that way you have that other avenue for feedback. So you got an avenue for feedback, you're getting referrals and uh, you're learning about trends in that industry. So stay connected to referral partners, especially if you're in the B2B space, this is useful. B2C is still useful. You just have to be very strategic about how you're cultivating those referral relationships and certainly leverage your customers. Um, provide each of them with a couple of cards, two or three cards to give to their friends and family and ask, hey, you know what? Here's a couple of extra cards for anyone that you know that might be able to use my service. And so that's the fifth one. Then number six is advertise where your customers need you. If you are a plumber, maybe get stickers made with your info and you're going to put those on the inside of a sink cabinet door. Like you open up the, the bottom underneath the sink and there's your information. So if there's ever a leak or something, they can call right there or text. If you're receiving text messages as a business, if you're not, <laughs> definitely consider that. It's a powerful way to do business. But uh, that way they can just text you right there and just say, hey, here's a problem I'm having. You know, And your sticker may say something like, got a leak? If it's a small one, send a picture to this number. And then they text a picture of the issue and, and they get your input or whatever. Same thing with electrician. Put your info inside the breaker box door. Maybe you have a... a on our dog boarding service, you're going to, you might offer some custom dog tags for sale and your info is on the back of the tag, you know, for boarding appointments, call this number. And that way, you know, that, that is ever present where the customer needs that information to be. So when they need a plumber, there's the information right in front. They don't have to Google. They don't have to go search for it. It's stuck right there next to the leak. If they need an electrician, it's right there on the breaker box. They need dog, dog boarding. It's right there on the dog tag. That way, these things are present where the customer is uh, having a need for your service. So be mindful of that. And that is my, what is that, fifth, six, six item. Number seven, uh, cluster on-site service customers together. Now, this is something that requires a little bit of organization for your business, um, but is an excellent way to build revenue and build consistent revenue. You can also combine this with standardized pricing or automatic service. Here's what I'm thinking of here. If you are visiting a customer site, try to get as many customers in one geography or locale as possible. Like if you were providing janitorial service, try to provide janitorial service for every business in the office building or every business in the office buildings in that industrial park. Um, you're looking for ways to get those customers geographically close together. 
really just build your customer base in an area. If you're offering lawn care, a cookie cutter house community is an excellent place to sell lawn care to lots of people in one area, get them all on the same schedule and offer them all the same price. Right, so you can say, look, we visit this neighborhood every third Tuesday and we offer mowing and edging for townhomes just like yours for a flat $35 a visit. If you sign up, we'll remind you the day before. And then when we visit, we'll charge a card on file and send you an email. You never have to think about it again. It's all automatic. Customer loves that. They don't have to plan. They don't have to schedule. There's nobody to call. The lawn gets mowed. They don't have to, they're not worried about an HOA call. And you know, Hey, look, in this community, all the townhome yards are the same. All the single family home yards are the same size. Like you, you can look at a map, a satellite map or satellite view of that, that community, make a plan and just say, look, the average yard size is this. So this is what we're going to charge. And that's a flat, flat amount. You don't have to quote everyone separately. You just say, look, if you live in the, the villages community, then and you're in a townhome, this is your price. If you're in a regular home, this is your price based on the average yard sizes there. And that way you don't have to think about it. This is also a great way to get in. And then you can provide some upsells. Uh, if you can upsell pest control service, maybe upsell the Mosquito Joe concept is super cool to me. We had that service for quite some time where they come out and they fog the yard and it kills all the mosquitoes and, and it really does work. So if you can add that sort of thing into your lawn care business, you can get in with a kind of flat pricing, regularly scheduled, easy to use um, lawn care service for these cookie cutter communities. And then you can provide some additional services as upsells. And look, you're going to spend your whole day. Look, you know, Tuesday, every third Tuesday, we're visiting this community and you spend your whole day in that one community and your team just knocks these out one after another after another, decreases your labor cost, um, really massively increases your efficiency and get, you can get these customers on a regular schedule. And that way, you know, uh, really, you can build some consistent scheduling, consistent revenue. And then, you know, Wednesday, you visit another community and Thursday, you visit another community and maybe Friday and Saturday are, are set up for uh, those one-off jobs, those kind of odd jobs. And so that's a great way that you can structure that business, cluster those on-site customers together. So we talked about providing referral cards, advertising where your customer needs you, clustering your on-site service customers together. And my eighth tip is just to get out of your head. Remember, you are the expert. It is your job to learn the customer's expectations and then to recommend a service that will, that will help them to achieve that expectation. And then to recommend a service frequency that will help maintain that standard for them. That's your job. And then you have to find ways to make it easy on the customer. They are absolutely not going to call you until they just have to. So you have to call them. You have to reach out to them. You have to market to them. You have to make sure that you're looking for ways to meet their needs. So let's recap. We talked about making an expert recommendation. Make sure that you're recommending it both on the service and the time frame. that you are booking the service, the next service at the completion of the current one, right? So just make that recommendation. Hey, look, I'd like to, I'd like to see your pop back in six weeks. That puts us mid November, you know, do you prefer Saturdays? Offer automatic service. It's something, if it's something that can be done without the customer present, then offer automatic service, build a card on file, make this easy on you and on the customer. Very consistent revenue is available that way. Use outbound marketing. Again, this is great when it's coupled with text messaging. It's sent via text messaging. And uh, you can use this when you can't pre-book or uh, book at completion or use auto, that sort of thing. Provide referral cards. You'll be surprised how many of these generate business for you. Just provide referral cards. It's so cheap. If you're providing three business cards and they're a nickel a piece, that's 15 cents per customer. Your average sale is $40. Net 15 cents one out of 10, let's say one out of 10 brings you a new customer, 
excellent. Then you spend a dollar fifty acquiring a new customer, and that is a great price. Advertise where your customers need you. Look, if you are visiting a particular place in a building uh, or you have a, in a car, just like the sticker in the car, you know, it says when to change your your oil. It shows the name of the oil place. That's the same sort of thing. Advertise where your customers need you. Look for ways to leverage that if it if that applies to your business. Cluster your on-site service customers together. If you're providing on-site service and you have a customer in a particular geography, try to sell to all the customers around them so that you can kind of create a schedule where you visit this area and you provide service to this whole area. And that's one thing that's super frustrating. I had the last house I lived in, there was a lawn care company that visited our neighbor very consistently, but only mowed that yard and nobody else like up and down the street. And I tried several times to get the attention of somebody over there and get on that same schedule. I needed somebody to mow the lawn, um, but they just they, nobody ever approached me. Nobody responded when I called or left a voicemail or anything. It was very frustrating that I couldn't get that done. But that would have been a great opportunity. Look, they could have taken the same team and done two yards at once and and made that much more money without any drive time between those two appointments. So there's uh, some serious money to be made and dr- dramatically decrease your expense in some business types that way. And then my eighth tip is certainly get out of your head. Let's talk about resources. I didn't really um, pull many of these items from any specific resources, but there's two that I want to recommend because they dovetail nicely into this conversation. One is Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. It's an excellent book about getting out, getting in front of your potential customers, really leveraging some different communication channels and making sure that you're doing what it takes to, to put your message out there and put your business out there. It's a little bit of hustle. It's a little bit of strategy. And overall, it's an excellent book. The next one is The Closer's Survival Guide by Grant Cardone. This is an awesome one. Just a, literally a series of close after close after close after close. Some of them are cheesy. Some of them are extremely useful. Um, I'm, a big op- I'm a big fan of like the two option close. I have this and I have this. Which works better for you? Now, if the customer says neither, well, then you've opened the conversation to more products or more uh, scheduling opportunities in your in your your business. But the fact of the matter is that you open to that conversation. Most customers are going to say, they're going to pick between the two. They're going to say, this works for me. And then you you move on. So those are the two resources I have for you, Fanatical Prospecting and the Closer Survival Guide. Fanatical Prospecting is available on Amazon. Closer Survival Guide is available at grantcardone.com. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. I certainly appreciate you. That's it for the meeting today. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question, or a business challenge that you'd like some help with, or you want to share how you're building your service business, you can email me at dylan at devotedentrepreneurs.com. That's D-Y-L-A-N at devotedentrepreneurs.com. I look forward to meeting with you all again next time. Until then, remember that entrepreneurs build communities and drive economies. So keep selling.